Here we go. Here we go. I don't really have. We should just start. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Because of this issue, it's going to be Christmas for like five months. For what? properly i mean because we would have set up the christmas episode in like october yeah. or whatever that that last episode was that one yeah. and then we'd have the actual ones we're recording over christmas and then we ended up like this is november the next one will be december so oh yeah so it's, months. it's, been, it's been christmas city it's yeah been, this won't happen for a while i don't yeah, think because ne- next year it'll hit it'll be uh a lot less Christmas moving forward. Uh, it'll be like sporadic. Be I don't other... think it'll line up. It'll be, you know, it's it's like when July 4th hits on a, a Friday. Yeah. You know, you get the whole weekend. But this year, this coming year, t- 2023, the one we'll be in when this comes out. Yeah. It's, it's like on a Wednesday. So it's like Ooh. normal, 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 work, 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 do you, fireworks, do you, work, do you, work, work, work. All right, whatever. Man, hey. This Apartment's falling apart. Yeah, uh, this place is a mess. <laughs> hey, yeah, okay. All right, well, here, here we go. Okay, welcome to the Now You're Playing With Podcast. It's the podcast where me and Weston uh, read the Nintendo Power magazine. Uh, it's uh, one issue at a time. One issue or volume at a time. One volume uh, One volume at a time. Volume 42. We're uh, at November 1992. Oh, my uh, God. And I, 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 you know, there's another podcast that I've listened to that also does, like, they read old magazines. And they always mention... That they like link the magazine in the show notes. Uh huh. I want to mention that we have. We, I always link it. If you want, if you want to see the magazine, check the show notes. This is but really I, coherent I it, and responsible. I put it there. The show description now says what we do in the show. <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're got, not saying what the show is up front at the start of the show. Look at this. We're getting we're getting better. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe or we'll, we'll see. Uh, and so I'm Brett. I'm I'm Weston. I'm a little comedy Nintendo boy. Yeah, well, I, I'm a uh, synth collector <laughs> in Los Angeles. A little tech tech bro. Yeah, a little tech. <laughs> te- <laughs> I'm a cyborg. <laughs> you, ever, you, ever, you ever date or be friends with somebody who's like super spiritual, who does like sound baths and um, chants and is like... I mean, my the first girl I dated was not. And then I think the second I... She was like in horse. She was like the horoscope stuff. Oh, she, she's okay. So she's like a little relatively like into the she's a little cosmic. Yeah, a little bit of that horoscope, um, angel numbers, whatever that means. <laughs> so, so yes, like yeah, uh, I I would describe that as a moon maiden. Yeah, like yeah. So it's it's always funny because you know lots of people will say like, oh, I'm really spiritual. Yeah, but nobody says I'm a cyborg. I'm a cy- <laughs> and what I'm saying say. right now. I'm a cyborg. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but do you think if you're a robot, do you think robots, would you believe in God? Would you, would you consider your, your creator God if you were a cyborg? I would say it's an irre- irre- irrelevant, irrelevant thing to <laughs> attempt to compute. And honestly, speaking of cyborgs, Darth Vader is kind of cyborg-ish. I mean, oh my God, the, what a segue. He's got the uh, uh, look of a cyborg, but, he, but it, the inside is a human and... The farther you get it, is, some of the inside is a some human. Of the inside is a human, and by the end, he's very human. Uh, he's human. Then he's less human. He's more depending <laughs> on which part of Star Wars you're in. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the cover for this. Is uh, it's for Super Star Wars, and we got the cover. Uh, We're here at the cover. 
We've got a big old Darth Vader on the cover. He is, uh, and by the way, this Darth Vader is some kind of uh, like a press pack from Star Wars. So it's an actual frame of the uh, the movie chopped out. And in the background is very badly photoshopped. It looks like a flash animation stuff happening. Yeah. I can't even make out what it is, except there's a really cool looking vertical column of blue lines. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, it's, little it's, imperial looking. It's all bullshit. I mean, I think... I think <laughs> Fair enough. I think okay. the, the the person stealing the show is Darth Vader. You know, he's he's in the foreground. That, uh, it's true. It doesn't, yeah, this doesn't look particularly good, right? I mean, Darth Vader's cool though, right? Do you yeah. think Darth Vader's cool? Um, no, no. I, I guess, like, from I, an aesthetic standpoint, I'm, I guess like, I'm I, over it. I you're guess, over it. I, I mean, if this was like 1978 and like Star Wars, you know, even 1980, you know, if we're talking like original trilogy era, I'd be like, Darth Vader's awesome, but I'm a little bored of him. Yeah, just because they they haven't really like went up to like it's kind of like he's still the main star wars guy is that is that, is yeah. that what you're saying yeah maybe a little bit i mean there, there's good other villains in I like star kylo wars ren. you like kylo ren i love kylo ren really yeah i'm just screaming more okay okay yeah i yeah him being petulant and impulsive is pretty good yeah um i like when he's introduced a little more than who he becomes i mean yeah i also just straight up did not like the the final one of the trilogy i like the first two a lot yeah i, feel, I feel like i didn't even it kind of just felt like all the ingredients fell on the floor and nothing came out of it it was a huge mess because they were trying to correct from what they perceived as things going wrong in the last jedi which i i didn't care for the last jedi but it's definitely not for the reasons that most people didn't like it oh yeah there was something that just felt profoundly unsatisfying about it yeah i'd have to rewatch it i remember liking it uh do you like do you feel like it was unsatisfying that like there was like that big villain smoke guy and he just kind of dies out of nowhere that was kind of awesome but that was awesome yeah, yeah that's yeah, no, sick dude i dig that there, there was just a point towards the end i think i wanted to see you wanted to see luke uh, do more stuff we're gonna spoil the last jedi you wanted, it's been out five years you Who wanted cares? luke and ray to have a romance no, yeah i was really disappointed <laughs> that they didn't smooch um because when i'm 70 that's what i hope <laughs> yeah, would happen to me yeah. that would be I did watch, uh, I was watching Elf recently, and it, I, I don't think it holds up as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I remember like, thinking it was like the best Christmas movie ever as a kid. Uh, it's fine, but it's funny that the like, romance in that movie is a 45-year-old. <laughs> it's like a 40-year-old and a 20, young 20-year-old. That, that's like every movie from like the 80s and before, though. <laughs> that's like such a common... Like, you think about the Roger Moore James Bonds, where it's like, Roger Moore is like 58. <laughs> And this woman is like 22. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one of, you, uh, re- it's one of those things where you rewatch and uh, it's, it's wild. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit much. It's uh, like you go back to Cary Grant and like the old Hitchcock thrillers. Like, <laughs> was it North by Northwest? Wasn't, wasn't the leading guy? That was Cary Grant, right? It, he's, he's like super old and like she's yeah. like 25. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I'm, but yeah, that's my, my, my one critique is the last night <laughs> I did not do that. That's, hey, no, I mean, Star Wars has always been lousy at romance. I don't think that's what. Yeah, they really have. And, and I will acknowledge, like, I mean, that movie took big, big swings to do stuff. I just, something about it didn't land for me. Okay. I mean, most people I know do I don't not even, like it. I'm kind of the outlier here where I, I liked it. And, I didn't even like The Force Awakens that much. No. It's, it's a huge bummer to have. Yeah. Uh, I, they're all a huge bummer. And I like Star Wars fine. Yeah. Like, I've, I don't think we've said this on the podcast yet. I think Andor is fucking awesome. 
I think that show's amazing. I think we I think we did talk. About okay, this well, it's last, still really I, I good. The last episode we we published, there was like a thirty minute you just talking about how good I am. Oh my god! <laughs> I Let's do it, it again. I fucked up. I, I I had this whole break to watch it. I had a whole week of doing nothing, mm-hmm. and I didn't watch it. It's like Man- Mandalorian's good too. Yeah, I gotta get Jedi I, Fallen Order is good. I just need to get Disney Plus. I was watching the yeah. Ghibli movies though, which I feel like is a good oh, man, a good spent, good spent time. I was just watching I watched the documentary of him. Uh, fuck the magazine. Let's talk about anime. Uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, hey, I, I just started. There was this. So I'm a big fan of Neon Genesis, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, which is created by this guy named. Hideaki Anno, who is Hayao Miyazaki's like kind of uh, protege in a lot of ways. But uh, does that mean he was he was? Uh, did you ever see Now under his wing? That yes, means, that yes. means the Ghibli guy helped him out. Yes, oh. Miyazaki. Oh, really? Yeah, they. they uh, so there's like this three hour video essay that just came out on. Uh, it's called like the Hideaki Anno problem or something like that. And anytime you see a three hour essay, it's like, huh. this is going to be a person drinking coffee and complaining about Tumblr, but <laughs> no, not this time. This is like a well-produced, like actual documentary Damn. about studio Gynax and how they got started doing the intro movies for Daikon, which is a fan convention in the eighties. Oh, and then they ended okay. up getting hired to work on like Anno worked on Nausicaa, the Valley of the wind. Oh, if, you, if you know your Ghibli stuff, that movie's great. Dude, he animated the God scene, like the melting giant robot oh, thing. Oh, fuck. End. That fucking amazing. Dude, that scene's fucked up. That was him. Yeah, I watched yeah. that over this break. That, 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 yeah, oh, damn. Yeah, they, they did that. There's like that big giant God who's like this big. Yeah, they turn it on creature. too early, so it's like melting. Yeah, oh, man, it's so uh, creepy. is so amazing. So, um, damn, like, I got to watch him. Even, is it, is it, it's, I mean, to, for my perspective I, I always thought it was a very different show like i thought it was like a very like just standard anime but is it no no it's it's a it's like one of those shows that came out and like deeply upset and kind of transformed uh anime in general but giant robots in particular like that franchise is worth billions of dollars at this point it's crazy oh a- anyways like i brought that up because that documentary like going back and watching gundam or macross yeah uh, which ano also worked on they did a bunch of the mecha stuff for Macross, Damn. that that franchise. All that stuff, it, it's it's a chance to go back and watch like kind of the DNA of a thing you really enjoy and see where it came from. Um, it's like watching Flash Gordon and then watching after watching Star Wars, where it's like, oh, or like 1940s like serials. Okay, so you're appreciating like the, what's influencing it, I guess. Or? Yeah, yeah. So that documentary has given me just like even more. Like I already wanted to watch Space Runaway Ideon which is some is the show that the Gundam people made after Gundam. And it's got a huge body count at the end. Like they kill all the characters off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, yeah, all these Gynax things. Like I'd never watched Nadia, the secret of blue water. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what any of these are. It's a eighties, like early nineties uh, anime series that you'd always see it. Like if you're an anime fan in the nineties and two thousands, yeah. like you, you'd say, Oh, Nadia. But there's also one called Gunbuster. Hey, I'm in for that. Hot anime girls piloting robots in a space war. (laughs) And uh, that one also. It's good? Yeah, all the clips that you see from it, you're just like, oh, they did that scene before Ava. Like, all of this is coming from somewhere. Ah, cool. Yeah, you're saying it's a great, great art steals. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's the same creator. It's like they're just making the same thing over (laughs) and over. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if, if you want to flip on, I think Ghibli constantly re- reinvents the, that dude reinvents himself every time, right? That yeah, I think Ghibli might be the exception, but there yeah. there is 
you know, like the gentleness of like Kiki's delivery service. You can see that. Yeah, there's there's and, some through lines. But. Yeah, like Porco Rosso and, and Totoro, and like even like some of the stuff that he didn't direct. Like, what was the uh, Secret Life of Arietti? Yeah, I watched that one a few nights ago. What'd you think of it? I, I loved it, man. Dude, I I love being tiny, dude. It's so tricking someone and putting them in tiny world. It's all about tiny people living in this house. And you're seeing tiny people like be tiny and like try to survive from big people. Yep. It's based on the same book. There's a, I thought the brilliant was uh, the beginning was so brilliant too. Cause they start, I didn't know what the movie was going to be yet. Mm-hmm. And they start in the point of view of a normal sized person. And then at, in the middle of nowhere, you see like this little tiny person, like run through the bushes yes. that they kind of see him. And then the camera like goes in and now you're following the tiny person for like the rest of the movie. Yep. And I thought that was such a fun fucking misdirect. Of, you start as big person and they notice something weird and then you just follow that weird thing and that's the rest of the movie. Man, yeah, that, that one was definitely, I, I really enjoyed watching it when I watched it. I thought it was as good as, because um, that's the first one I've watched that isn't like the main guy and mm-hmm. that was, uh, I thought it was- It was another director. Was it his, I don't is know. it Miyazaki's son? I don't know. I'm pretty sure this son. Okay, if sure it's son. bad, it's his son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ne- never mind. Uh, I still love that Will Arnett and Amy Poehler are the parents I, in Arietti. Yeah. So, I mean, that's every Ghibli movie. Every Ghibli movie, like I won't even know until the credits. And then I'm like, holy shit, Christian Bale? Yeah, it was, was in the Hell's Howl? Moving Castle. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that one's all, Billy Crystal's in that Billy one, is the fire. Man, uh, Billy Crystal is a, has a great voice. He's fantastic. For voice acting. Uh, okay. All right, we should talk yeah, about we, that. We, we gotta fucking move on. Um, all right. All right, I wanted to call out this this subscribe ad on the inside. Um, <laughs> as as we noted earlier, because of how the timing of this is lined up, we've been in Christmas either in magazine or in real life form yep. for, for months now. And that's going <laughs> to continue into January, uh, I think maybe even part of February. So <laughs> this amazing ad has a vintage Santa Claus on it. Give the gift of whatever, the gift that keeps on giving. They want you to subscribe to, to uh, Nintendo Power the super power club they give you coupons you get $12 yeah. in coupons off a $15 subscription that's pretty good yeah, probably, they like kind of revamped the whole subscription they're throwing all these bonuses in yeah yeah g- give the club give the club is the is the title I thing mean, it's all split up in the scan i th- it's so funny cuz like this ad is not is for the kids but they're not the ones that are going to subscribe yeah well they're going to be the one who pesters their parent though um right they're going to keep asking their parent Yep. What is that? What is it called? Like a, uh, there, there's a marketing term for that. Pester. I think it's actually pester something. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so just trying to get someone else to pester someone to make the purchase. Yeah. Like toy ads, you know, in between cartoons are not for the adults that are doing the buying. They're for the kids. They can be like, I want, uh, well, I need this. Yeah. I need Amiibos. I need this. I need Amiibos. I, I need, need G.I. Joe's. I need G.I. Joe's. And it's weird also when like, if you watch like Nickelodeon, sometimes it, sometimes the ads are for the parent who's like, they are assuming the parent might be like watching, they'll do like a vacuum ad or something for the mm-hmm. stay at home parent. Yeah. Or Muzzy, the language learning <laughs> tapes. Were those around when you were a kid? Have we talked no, about this? I don't know. Those are. Yeah. Those Muzzy, Muzzy commercials were such a thing <laughs> for, for us. Mailbox. Okay. Yeah. We're at the mailbox. Ma- uh, you know, people. It's a pretty good one. Uh, what's what's going on here? It's there's normally they've been doing a new thing where they like kind of have like a topic. Like normally people would just send in. Uh, originally, people would just like send in random bullshit. Uh, yeah, that was just a about how to, good they are at video yeah. games. Or and yeah. now there's usually like some sort of like topic that people are like responding to. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, th- this one I, is. I don't. I'm actually not following what this one is. <laughs> uh, they were asking like what you do when you're not playing video games, and uh, I gotta say, so the first oh, kid, okay. yeah, Jeff, like he he's like, yeah, I have I have a drafting table and I draw, and he gets a pass because I had a drafting table when I was little that I drew at, but all these other kids have rich kid hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what really? I have to say. Uh, this like r- snow skiing. Tennis and aer- yeah. aerobatic flight lessons. What the hell? Yeah. He wants to get a pilot's license. Get a pilot's license. This is, yeah. this is some fucking home alone kids. Yeah. Like they live in the rich Chicago suburbs. It is some rich kids. Um, and yeah. honestly, maybe that richness is getting their letters. Maybe they're greasing the hands of Nintendo a little bit. Uh, <laughs> getting their letters published. Yeah. Their letters came with ten crisp $10 bills I for mean, George honestly, and or uh, Rob. Speaking of like actually trying to like get your letter published. Below this, they have like this whole section of people who like really like decked out their envelope they sent. Yeah, they so, did the the they drew all over the envelope with like really gorgeous art. Yes, yeah, so it's like a white envelope, way back in envelope times. And yeah. uh, instead of just writing the address, they like really spruce it up. And um, I wonder, you know, if they write the address, but they also have the address coming out of Samus's beam, and it's like a cool Samus photo. I don't, that's not actually there, but uh, uh, do you do that? increases your chance of getting published do you think this is a do you think this is do you think there's a higher likelihood that if you have a cool envelope you're going to get in the magazine i think it's just the envelope i don't think it guarantees the letter gets in i think because yeah. th- this is an iconic well they're pulling they're so like this isn't like a thing that they asked for they didn't like ask like hey kids send us some cool ass envelopes people were just doing it yeah it happened organically and yeah. like the more they published them this is this is such a i think we've talked about this a few episodes back but like this becomes a key part of Nintendo power. And honestly, oh, really? I love it. Like, That's what, I mean, I never really thought, because again, we don't really live in envelope times anymore. We've moved past that. Uh, but I forgot that. Like, My env- email has an attachment. Yeah. It's like, you never open those. That's bad. No, don't, oh, don't open that. Uh, I forgot that just <laughs> envelopes are white. They're just plain white. It's a canvas. You can do whatever you want on them. I, I never really clocked that. Dude, one of these is a Shadowgate one. Damn, dude. I, I recognize it's like the triangle with the gargoyle in it. That's Shadowgate. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to see. Um, it's also like it kind of reminds me of like I mean I'm sure if I ever have kids like just they're creative they'll be creative like kids are creative they like if they see an like when I see an envelope I think I gotta send something when they see an envelope they think oh this is this is an art canvas yeah no I as a cyborg I gotta shut that shit down <laughs> yeah if I catch no a fun. kid drawing on the envelope I'll be like no <laughs> put that away. <laughs> Plug into the mainframe. Shoot them with lasers. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Eye lasers. Uh, there's also, we found out something we were very curious about. We found out who won the RoboCop police cruiser, like the actual prop car from RoboCop and, 2. Yep. So we have this kid and there's like photos of him with a car. And man, does this kid look like a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's 16. He's not a cop yet. He's going to be a cop. But he's standing in front of a cop car. So he definitely, yeah. Did this kid become a cop? Yes or no? I'm just surprised. It felt like there's no way the winner of this is going to be who should get a car, but he just turned 16. Yeah. I, I like, I do wonder if there was like, uh, if they did like, that would be so funny if this was like a two-year-old, like a four-year-old in a car in, a, in his new cop car. But yeah, this kid's going to become a cop. Do you yeah. think he wrecked this car? Because it's <laughs> enormous. Like the, these yeah. old, I had a Caprice classic uh, for a while there and that was a, model of car used for cop cars the other thing i want to know here is the limiter gone (laughs) the limiter so cop cars have a thing that 
removed that other cars don't have, so they're able to go way faster <laughs> and accelerate fast. They have way more horsepower available to them. I mean, don't people like have sports cars that the whole point is to go fast? Would they not? Would a sports car still have a limiter on it? No, it would. It would be like this: the normal civilian version of like whatever Beamer or whatever. I don't know what what's the model of cop. Uh, LAPD has like fancy audis and stuff for some reason yeah. as as like cars but they they also have like their normal do they boats yeah yeah they they have they don't need them but they got them that's fuckers <laughs> <laughs> uh last thing here gail tilden letter from the editor-in-chief editor's corner she's she's like hey are, we have a lot of value coming for you if you're a subscriber to nintendo power really exciting letter but it made me think at this point in time, so in the in the 80s, Japan had a huge economic boom. Yeah. And it was like, they're going to take over, which is why in movies like Die Hard, it's like a Japanese mega corporation. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and and uh, that's like a very cyberpunk idea. Is It's like the Japanese companies are going to own everything in the, in the U.S. I love, I love all the um, American stories that are dystopias of just some other country winning. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's that's like, it's, that interesting. That makes it a dystopia. It's very interesting. <laughs> that's also a fun thing going back through uh, Studio Gainax anime, where it's, there's a lot of, and, and other anime do this too, like Ghost in the Shell, like Standalone Complex, where they, they meditate on kind of American imperialism from the Japanese point of view. Oh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I mean that, but that's also to some degree them doing the same thing or, mm-hmm. or like you know if you watch like bollywood movies like so it's like oh yeah just america's this like a uh, black and white cartoonishly evil place and yeah. it's like fun to see that it's like yeah it, it's like their their science fiction adventures it's like no it's a japanese battleship yeah, going to space yeah they're um, gonna save the earth so for some reason just humans by nature if if you're not part of the team you're bad yeah it, it's just an interesting aspect of art that we don't get if you're only consuming like American uh, yeah. fiction, you know? Yeah. What was I gonna, oh, yeah. So so in the 80s, big economic boom. In the 90s, they were in a recession. Oh. It's just very interesting. And the first thing that came to mind was it's like, well, it's got to be nice that their video game console is so huge abroad. So in the U.S. where people do have money now. Oh, yeah. That uh, probably was great for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. It kind of evens it out. So uh, that they probably still, they, they probably did just fine. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Well, good for Nintendo. Good for <clears throat> Nintendo. Thank God they went through that recession and, and didn't take over. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all working for the Nakatomi Corporation. Uh, hey, okay, so we're, okay, NES games. It's the NES version of Joe and Mac. It's, it's Caveman Adventure, but Mac's not in it. It's just Joe. Just Joe. Crashing the Boys, Street Challenge. I don't know why, but I'm interested. It's because it's, it's Kuniyo-kun. <clears throat> it's Kuniyo-kun. Yeah, it's River you, City Ransom. It, is it the same game? Uh, it's, or, the, it's the same characters and stuff. And that, it, that boxy, they all look like marshmallows. I think George or Rob says later. Yeah, they all look like marshmallows. And like, um, it's just that level of, these games seem weird. It's like, it looks like this, like, it seems like this, like, side-scrolling, like, beat-em-up game. But I, I was reading, look, actually looking at it, and it's all, like, weird street Olympic events. Yeah, no, this, this rules, and this is also a thing that got pulled into Scott Pilgrim. One of the bands is called Crash and the Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit, I did. I, I, that does ring a bell. Man, yeah, it's weird. I, this this seems so weird, I, and I don't know how I've ever heard. I, how many of these games are there? The Dude, they're movie? still coming out because uh, River City Girls is, like, content. Is it the same, like, 
team or is it no, like a spiritual no, successor? I, I don't know the full, somebody listening to this probably knows this better than me, but Kuneo Kun games were all made by, oh, was it Tecmo? Who's the company? Anyways, so it's, it's Japanese games that they kind of westernized. That's how we got River City Ransom um, but, and, and Crash and the Boys. But in modern times, uh, a Western company, like an indie developer, has been putting out like River City Girls. And they even re-released kind of the, one of the unreleased Super Nintendo games that's like, and they called it like River City Girls Zero. But it's a real Super Nintendo game where it's the Kuneo Kun characters like the river city ransom guys and yeah. their girlfriends so <laughs> so now and they're putting out they they just put out uh river city girls 2 which is getting like really good reviews and that one again western developed amazing soundtrack wow. they have like songs with lyrics and stuff well, during the boss fights the, yeah, the thing i just really like about this these games is it's so it's like one of those like kind of you know turtles in time or like you know, just a slide beat em up game, like right. You know, you know that type of game, the X Men, whatever, mm-hmm. Simpsons, uh, the Scott Pilgrim Scott game. Pilgrim game is a direct reference to these. Uh, and so you always picture those games, but this is one where you could just, if you walk by a sushi stop shop, you can go inside the sushi shop and eat. Yeah, you, when you eat sushi, you get points. Yeah, and you just like go. That just there's like weird side activities Man, that you can do. This game, and that for some reason makes it so interesting to me. It's it's a there's nothing else quite like it like because no. they added a bunch of RPG stuff to side scrolling beat 'em ups. Double Dragon didn't do that. No, no, not at all. Like the most interesting thing in like the other side scrolling games is like you might be able to like ride a helicopter for for a minute. Yeah, you kick guys off the helicopter struts yeah. and die. <laughs> fucking die. But you gotta go make sushi in this. Oh, it's time. Hey, uh, another. Uh, another Mega Man. I, uh, we got a Mega Man alert. We got a forecast of sixty percent chance shit. of blue bomber. Here we go. Okay, so it's Mega Man, and so my thing is I've been playing the Mega Man games alongside with this magazine. Um, right. So this isn't a new one that came out, but they never actually featured Mega Man because the came original out Mega Man before it came out before this magazine started or whatever. So they haven't had like they. I believe the first feature we got was the second one, not the first. Right. So this is uh, still new material, and so this is they, they've been doing a thing recently where they're kind of like putting a spotlight on older games that maybe they never covered before or they have, but just a long time ago. And so this time it's Mega Man, especially like, but like good games, like classic. Yeah. Iconic. These are kind of like the classics. Uh, and so, yeah, the first Mega Man's great. I mean, it's definitely uh, a rough draft of what the whole series becomes like twos where they really polish everything. There's like, no rush. There's no dog. Yeah. There's no do- rush dog. There's like less like polish in the graphics, like mm-hmm. in the new ones, like there's like a really clean, cool looking grid where you like pick which boss you want to like attack yeah. first. And every time you click them, like you go through this like crazy star cut scene. And this one's like, it's all blue. You just click a character and you just go into the level. Like there's like a less flash and cinema to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still the roots of the whole game. It's still great. I mean, Mega Man looks like Mega Man. Yeah. The, the character design, the the broad strokes of like the, a lot of the, it, it's like 70% of the and way it's, there. It's, it feels like. It's absolutely the hardest one. Uh, not always fair. Not always through fair means. Sometimes there's like levels where there's like literally like platforms that are like enemies, but you have to like jump on their heads to like get through the level. But they're on this like kind of random path that you can't control. So yeah. there's sometimes where you just walk into the room and you're like, okay, the, the paths I need to like jump on, they're in the complete opposite corners and I can't, I'm just gonna have to die. I'm gonna have to just jump off and die because oh, shit. like there's a level of like randomness to some levels that you're like, all right, well, this run I just can't win. Uh, likewise, in the magazine feature, uh, they are using 
not the ugliest Mega Man art that's ever existed, but <laughs> it, it is. Worse. It's pretty rough. It's not the. Um, he at least looks like Mega Man. It's not the the westernized like the hilarious Mega Man one and two box art where, where it's just like a man. Yeah, he has like, like a, a laser face. Gun. Yeah, he's like a real <laughs> human. I mean, it's well, the crazy thing too is because Mega Man, I think notoriously with Western, has some of the grossest, weirdest like box art and like advertising art when the actual game itself has some of the best art. Like, yeah, I don't know Me- what Mega that- Man looks amazing. He's a cute little guy. And like the Japan versions also had really good like marketing and, and like cover art. Like they, it was all figured out. And somehow some American was like, no, no, let's scrap all this and just put a real human in a mega suit. This is the same. That'll, that'll help sell it. It's just like a Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest where it's like, yeah. I mean, Akira Toriyama did the art for Dragon, and, <laughs> and they bring some, it here, and it's like, let's make this look terrible. Some arrogant asshole got the rights and was like, let's change. Some dipshit thought he knew better than like what predates like anime getting big in the U.S. So it's like we didn't know. Yeah, and, and to, to be honest, these like Mega Man and Final Fantasy all really hit. So maybe the, those people who were changing everything knew what they were doing. Maybe like maybe we weren't like America just wasn't ready for good art yet. Maybe we were still like. Yeah, we're not we're not ready for the the anime tropes. Those big yeah. eyes. But yeah, again, just I love the Mega Man games and this one does really set the standard. Like it's it just starts it all. It's like right out right out the gates they have a lot to it. It's still very fun. What I like about it too is it's shorter. The mm-hmm. the newer Mega Man's like kind of draw out the endings a little bit. And yeah, there's like multiple it's boss like, stages. There's like five twists that it's Dr. Wily the whole time in a row. It's Dr. Wily. No, it's not. Yeah. Yes it is. No, it's not. <laughs> Which they literally do. That's so funny. Uh, is which there, is, is awesome. There, does the Mega Man game ever do the thing like Iron Man 3 does, where it's like, it's just an actor <laughs> playing Dr. Wily, but, but then it is Dr. Wily eventually again in a different that, movie? They, <laughs> like uh, Shang-Chi, where it's like, no, ne- never mind. The Ten Rings is real. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think I've said this before in the podcast, but I think the turns of Mega Man 2. Which Mega Man 2 is for sure my favorite of the Mega Mans. Uh-huh. But it starts as some other boss, but then it's secretly Dr. Wily. And then the Dr. Wily turns into mush and an alien, like you have to fight this big alien. Fuck, yes, and then that's you right. kill the alien and then you break out of a VR machine and it's actually Dr. Wily. What? <laughs> uh, that's Mega Man 2? I think. I'm not it's been a while, but that's how I I, I recall it. That's so good. <laughs> oh, that's the best writing in a video game I've ever I, heard of. Or Mega Man 2 rules. I mean every, every Mega Man rules. I love I love Mega Man. Um that's the that's, end of the section. Uh, Mega Man section. Oh, nice nice work on the sounds there. That's yeah. great. Uh, we're here. We're here. Classified info and whatever. It's a bunch of codes and stuff. Yep. Um, I like Magic Sword and I like Super Castlevania for the end. We are at the Zelda comic, and I gotta say, when when I went to, when I went to read this issue, I accidentally read about halfway through the next one. So when I got to the comic, I was like, "Wait a minute! I don't remember that we're at the last one already." I feel like I'm missing, I don't remember anything that gets us to Ganon, but this one is, is the actual continuation. The lead up to it. Okay. So that, that's kind of sad. So it sounds like, um, sounds like we're, we're rearing up. It's felt like that. We're almost rearing at the end of, almost uh, done. I'm going to miss this one and I'm definitely going to get missed the Mario one. So that's, that's going to be a real, losing that Mario comic is going to be a real hit for this magazine. uh, I did, I did read the 12th Zelda issue, uh, before I came back to this one. And I got to say, I really love the ending. I, oh, really? st- I still think it's it's really awesome. And we'll talk about we'll it talk when we about get that. to it. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Uh, uh, currently, in the world of Chapter 11, I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's it's not. Uh, th- there's there's little bright spots. I mean, but where we left, Link, beautiful. Link and Rome, 
and the fairy. At, the weird as, hawk guy. Esmeralda. Yeah, Rome the hawk guy, the other Hylian night guy. Yeah, the descendant. weird hawk guy they invented. They are fighting a bunch of dragon heads, uh, a fire head, an ice head, and a neutral head, a normal head. <laughs> <laughs> its secret power is it's normal. <laughs> Does normal damage? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you always have like that trope of like the fire and ice person. I do like a person in between. We're like, I'm I'm the reasonable dragon. I'm not <laughs> fire, uh, ice, and miscellaneous. Uh, so like, yeah. what, would a, what would a uh, not? What would he spray out? Like what would come out of him? Because like you would maybe think- it's like grounded and he's salt. So if he, <laughs> just, if, the, if he kills somebody, they turn into jerky. <laughs> so just spray uh, salt at jerk people. Hey everybody, play grounded. It's amazing. Grounded's great, dude. I, so have you guys good. been so planned. We didn't play much over the holidays, but um, I got to jump we're, back on. We're not done yet. I'm at like 37 hours, and those guys are probably put in like 50. They've been playing a lot. It's a, it's unreal, like how many hours we put in, and it's a multiplayer crafting game with a story, and the story is so long. Yeah, but we're like right at the end. Nice. Yeah, grounded uh, rules. Anyways, yeah. So when we left our heroes, Link had somehow he like killed the ice head or something, and it slams into lava, which is bad. And sure enough, uh. Man, a uh, huge, yep. huge explosion. Lincoln, uh, whatever, Hawkeye kind of have like this kind of Iron Man, Captain America quip. They kind of, they're working together, but they kind of, they kind of, yeah, they kind of talk shit to each they're other. Sassing each they're other. sassing each other. There's a lot of sassy characters in this yeah. comic. Uh, so they run and the crystal explodes and Zelda's there. Hooray. You know who's not happy about that though? And I still love this. The little fairy. Uh, super jealous does not want to see Zelda and Link yeah. together. She is in a, she is in a she's, huff. She's pissed. She's being, um, she's being a punk. Being I believe. A punk the technical about term. Yeah. She's, she's uh storming off. Uh, everything little, explodes. They run away. Tri- you know, yeah. Triforce love triangle. I, it's, it, hey, I don't, it's the Peter Pan thing still. Yeah. It's the, the, Peter the fairy, Pan. the fairy's a little punk. Yeah. Like she's, she's got a thing for Peter does not want to see him around Wendy may or may not even betray them to the pirates. That's what I'm talking about. Does Bella, does the Tinkerbell do that? Does he betray Peter Pan? I think Tinkerbell in one or more Peter Pan stories does actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I've uh, never. I wanted, maybe in the Disney movie. I'm pretty like uh, not up to date with Disney. I've like watched no Disney movies. So. Okay. I didn't know that Tinkerbell's it's, a little. It's been a long time since I've a seen A little it. betrayer. Uh, Tinkerbell in that movie is awesome. A plus. A okay. plus character. Okay, well, you know... Animators drawing hot ladies, just like in anime. (laughs) (laughs) You think Tinkerbell's hot? Uh, She's definitely drawn to be hot. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know what to say about that. It won't make me sound like a (laughs) dirtbag. So, honestly, you're cool. You could could pass on the question. Uh, Yeah, you know, I'm going to take the fifth. (laughs) Uh, uh, I think Tinkerbell's hot. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, Tinkerbell... Hey, if you go to Disneyland and there's Tinkerbell walking around, say hi to her. Don't be weird, but like definitely, you know, it's a human playing Tinkerbell. What, what an awesome thing that that is. Yeah. All right, you fucking creep. Uh, so that- God damn it, Brett. <laughs> Motherfucker. Right, so, let's move on. And, and, and so let, let's move on to the part of this that's actually cool. Because, you know, we were doing a lot of walking, a There's lot of a bullshit. There's a bunch of plot. And then here's but what happens. They the go final. To, they go to Ganon's castle. Ganon's castle. They're at Ganon's castle. And, and you guess know what? what? Ganon's castle is a fucking Death Star. It looks amazing. It's, it's like this, this floating giant, like moon with spiky. covered in spires. It looks so cool, man, dude. I I was like, again, like I mean, this this magazine's had its moments of like, oh, that's actually a cool idea, but it's usually in the art direction. It's How they the, reimagine the directions usually very cool, but holy shit, this is a million times. I'm cooler. mad. I yeah. want I want a Zelda game where the final 
Ganon Castle is this giant fucking It's just a moon hovering moon. over mountains. Dude, it's fucking and like just this cool um cosmic background to it. I mean, it, it's awesome. It looks kind of like, you know those burrs, those little rant, they're like an inch in diameter and they're brown and they get they they they're prickly. They they stick to you. Yeah, yeah. Stick yeah. to your jeans. It does. This is like that, but like way cooler. Way <laughs> way more gothic. It's cool, dude. It's, it's like humans didn't make this like an evil god did. Like if there's a video game where the you like are told you're going to this castle and then you're at the point where it's like you should you're oh I'm at the castle, where is it? And you see like a sign that says look up and you look up and you see this gigantic like Death it's Star the thing. moon. That's man, like that'd be the coolest part of the game. Like that's this this is so fucking I'm so I want a Zelda game where they put this in and I I'm not gonna like any Zelda game from, from now on until until that happens. I think we can give this comic the award right now because every single dungeon they've shown has been awesome. I know. It's like a featureless, shiny black pyramid or it's this ice thing draped over this chasm. Yeah, dude. They, like, it I, looks I, so cool. I, I would love some of this design in there. I mean, granted, the Zelda games are fucking awesome and they, the dungeon designs are fun. Like, honestly, even they're, the last Zelda. They're were, totally good. But Are you talking Breath of the Wild? or like, Yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild, they were a little like similar but it's like well, they, still, they were like giant robots but they were giant robots like that's, that's cool that's, amazing that's tight yeah that was uh, very cool but yeah i want so like whoever's whoever's drawn these like dungeon out like the outsides of them are so cool so rome is like fuck all y'all and turns into an eagle and flies up to the place Classic he's like I'll do, I'll do it myself i yeah. don't even need the arrow Ron whatever yeah runs a little arrogant and, and this brings it back to um I do like it's it's not profound, but I do love that they keep hitting on this theme that it's like it's what's inside your heart that is going to make it so that you can do this or not. And Rome's a little arrogant punk, so he he's I don't think it's going to turn out well for him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Zelda does a prayer. He's like, maidens, please uh, loop us up into the castle. And they totally do. Uh, and then they're confronted by all these uh, specters of enemies that like bosses that they've already fought, like Aghanim and a bunch of the I don't know, giant spider stuff. Yep. You find little ghosts. Um, and they're, uh, they're shooting at him and stuff and they're vanishing. And then uh, Rome charges Aghanim and gets fried and he fucking dies. Yeah. Rome had that coming. RIP Rome. Yeah, dude. He looks like Link's the real hero. Yeah. And then, of course, like uh, over Aghanim's ghost body, it's Ganon. Yeah, Ganon pops up. Um, and he's huge. Uh, Ron might be dead. He, he looks uh, like, you know what he looks like? Is, uh, you know, uh, Colonel Kurtz at the end of Apocalypse Now, Marlon Brando, just this shadowy, huge guy, yeah. just like shirtless yeah. <laughs> in shadow. Yeah. No, Ganon looks like him. Ganon's looking, looking ready to fight. He's looking buff. It's dope. Looking buff. Ready to go. RIP room. Do we have funeral like in memoriam music? That, <sighs> yeah. I will remember I, you. you know, I mean, I, I don't know if Rome deserves anything too good. Oh, I know what we could play. Hang on. I got it. Yeah. He did his best, but he Rome. was an asshole. And now All he's right. dead. RIP Rome. RIP Rome. <laughs> the Flintstones. Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. I, 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 okay. I got some stuff to say about. I, I, yeah, me too. Um, have you played this? Well, there also, there's going to be a feature. I think there's a bigger feature in the next volume, but. Yeah, this I, is a preview. Th- this is. Uh, I'm going to brush over this. Uh, I, I have played this, and I know you've been, you're, crit- you're a little more critical of the Game Boy than I am, but I remember really liking this game when I. That was, that was an accident. 
Uh, uh, I'm going to put that over you telling me that I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- uh, this is like the I super. Liked it. I like this one. I like Super Mario Land 2. Number one, they create Wario. This is the that, first, that's this true. Is the introduction of Wario. It's, it's the Super Mario World look applied to a Game Boy platformer. Yeah. Which and, is cool. And they do. I think they do a really fun job with theming. Each world is very themed, which I yeah. that's very important for me in games, especially like a Mario game. Like there's a whole world where you like and it's also nonlinear. So you start in this big overworld map and you can like there's like six very distinct kind of almost like Banjo Kazooie or Mario oh, yeah. World's Wild where like each world you like kind of go into a little like section of the map that's kind of themed. Like you'll go to this like spooky pumpkin or you'll go to this giant. Right. Like there's one world where you the just, forest of illusion. Yeah. And like once then you go to it and then you like click in and then you go into this like big hub that's the world now it's like for example there's this, this giant mechan- mechanical mario that you can find and you like jump inside of it and yeah. then you're inside this giant mech, mech mario it's and a bunch you're of like, steampunk clockwork levels and you're in this weird steam area and you're like going through the different parts of mario and doing levels like that and like that's fun that's some cool fun theming my only i mean the only thing that i'm critical of in these games because i do i do enjoy playing it and like i had it on my 3ds i had it emulated yeah or or the official nintendo version or whatever um it's just that like when you go down in a pipe or something it's there's just something that looks really low like it's yeah too much for the game boy yeah. like it feels like the game boy is not powerful enough to do what they wanted it to do so it looks like a calculator game Yep, I feel that. And then that's like most Game Boy games. Like you go down and like the game kind of glitches out a little. Like you can like see Mario like glitch in and out of the. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the the limitations of the Game Boy are just really, really clear. Yeah. I mean, even when we get to games that are like the best ones, like Pokemon, I mean, Pokemon's still janky as fuck. The first one. Yeah. It's a janky ass game. Tetris is the only one that's not janky. It's because there's nothing going on. Yeah, nothing going on. It still kind of is janky. They made that game in Russia on like a, you know. Computer with one kilobit like, of RAM. I, I feel like you could safely say that every Game Boy game feels like it's about to crash. <laughs> <laughs> Tr- track and field. Track and field. Uh, I like the actual sport more than the games. WWF Superstars 2 for the Game Boy. Um, I like actual wrestling more than this game. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We're it's here. It's the time. It's the Super Mario Adventures. It's uh, it's great. It's my, uh, it's great. my favorite comic book ever. It's it's uh, so good. Okay. I, I already right off the first panel. So like we're like we're cut into like kind of like the world of Bowser. Like it's all the evil creatures like in a in a castle. They're arriving for the wedding of Bowser of to Bowser Peach. and Peach. And so uh, things wh- have gotten this is uh oh what's the the screenplay term for this part the moment of loss or something the belly the belly well, of the beast belly of the beast I don't know. Uh where is this in Dan belly Harmon's of the, story belly circle? Belly of the ba- Bowser. Yeah, we're uh, in the belly of the Bowser. We're in the belly of the moment Bowser. of darkness. Uh moment of darkness. Um one thing I always like to point out the fun moments of attention to detail. So they have fireworks going off. And um, one firework says boom, but another one says like, it's uh-huh. like a V F Z Z T. And that's, it, yeah. it like spells out. I think the sound, I think they're, what they're going for is that's the sound that they make in the actual Mario games. Cause like when a firework goes off, it doesn't make like a boom. It makes like this weird, like <laughs> it's like this weird yeah. fizzling noise. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is what they're doing, but the, they, they use that like F Z Z Z T is like the noise. So I don't know if that's what they're doing and they're making fireworks actually have the same sound as like, the game. Mm-hmm. It might not be that, but I kind of read it as that. I'm like, 
that feels like maybe a move or like a fun attention detail. I didn't swing. I didn't really track that one, but Damn. I did track. All right, fuck. Floyd is here Floyd selling here. people uh, cameras. Yeah, Floyd. We talked about Floyd being kind of sick of the Mario Bros, and he, he switched sides. He's, yeah, he's evil now. He's with the evil ones, uh, making sales, selling cameras. Uh, one thing too is I, I I love this. Feels very Paper Mario y. Like I love it when you see all the Mar- like classic Mario characters, but they all have fashion. Like I love. Oh yeah, I love a Koopa Troopa with a top hat. They're so all like dressed up. Every single like monster has like a different glasses like, and a mustache fashion that they're doing. And I always find that super charming. So just like seeing a big group of like Mario villains or enemies and they each one has like a different like fashion aesthetic. I don't know. It's so charming to me. They got the Yoshis hypnotized and dragging the massive ca- The cake is as big as the castle. Yeah. I mean, I think the cake is like, it seems like this big battle castle. It's got like cannons on it. Uh, the, yeah, it's like the pipe things. It looks delicious. And then it looks yeah, like it looks a delicious like a cake. cake. And then the the wizard guy makes all the Yoshis go into a machine that turns them back into eggs. Yeah, <laughs> which I, is super messed up. I kind of I didn't notice that. What what was the, what's the point of that? Um, probably to keep them in storage so they don't revolt. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of eggs. <sighs> Damn, dude, I I, I kind of like missed that. But yeah, that's uh, he's the Yoshis one by one are like trudging into a machine that turns them to eggs that's brutal that's messed up i got more excited because when they're walking you can see a little hole under them that's a monty mole sleeping you see that what yeah you see that uh that's great see yeah that action this is a great comic yeah uh so mario and luigi and yoshi are scoping it out like you do in all stories like this where it's like wow security's tight what are we gonna do yeah yeah we and gotta so secure the perimeter their way in is they're gonna take the like secret route which is gonna be like pipes and that made me realize like pipes are like a pretty fun like the mario pipe is like a fun story device like it's kind of like rick's portal and yeah and, and rick and morty it's like it's like a thing you can go into and go anywhere has and, there like, ever been a mario story where it's a villain that's like kind of the god of pipes like somebody who <laughs> the guild that builds all the pipes in the mushroom kingdom i don't think they've done that some deep lore there that, I mean, that maybe would be, be the mario movie maybe the mario movie has like a deeply uh, religious yeah maybe we'll master. see you know bowser the, i i just feel like there's a un uh, an untapped well of uh interesting stuff still to do in mario just I, like I, who's I, putting all these pipes here yeah. and I, I don't know like they're like okay we got to do this little sneak uh whatever whatever the god of pipe made this uh and <laughs> so i like that every time they go to pipe you're like i don't Pipington. I, I don't know where they're gonna go it's piping <laughs> makes all the pipes uh yeah so they they of course jump out of the pipe and they're over lava and luigi is hysterically funny looking as he's panicking about to fall to his death and mario grabs him blah 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 and we get to see there's thwomps yeah they're uh, and again, I, I just feel like a very comic antics as they're jumping around, trying not to die. I don't know. I know I wrote this down uh, about this one again. I think there's might be better examples in this thing. Actually, later when they're like hopping around and they're jumping around this like fire and like swamps are going. I just mm-hmm. think this comic orchestrates action really well. Oh, yeah. Like the way they like have characters like they're all plopping around. They're like it in a way it kind of like my it, they're doing enough art where like my imagination is really seeing like what's going on. Like I'm following the action, which I think is impressive for a comic. I also have really fond memories of the lava dinosaurs from Super Mario World. The yeah. ones that uh, their nope. eyes poke out of the lava and then they kind of jump at you. Yep. And uh, those guys are here, too. Uh, And then, uh, meanwhile, Bowser's getting all done up. He's got a great-looking bow tie. He's very full of himself. Yeah, he's he's ready for that. Ready for that marriage. And uh, Peach. Peach uh, is not not ready. uh, Peach is classic Peach. She's... She's... (laughs) She's just attacking. She's just attacking people. She's, she's 
putting up a big fight. That's it's tough. Hurt, I mean, hurting his feelings by saying she'll never marry him, and, and he's like crying. They've had her as a prisoner. I mean, I, I imagine having Prince as Princess Peach as a prisoner. It's got to be exhausting because I, I think nonstop she's been just full out of ten, yeah. just throwing shit at people. Yeah, whoever, whoever gets that job, uh, definitely uh, aging five years in like one week. <laughs> like definitely not what Peach wants. Peach gets if she doesn't get it violence and they uh they they deal with that the only way to get rid of peach is to they hypnotize her the little mage guy like turns her yep they turn, a spell and turn her sedate like, in love and to be honest like i i feel like i but, hope i hope she gets unhypnotized because I, I feel like peach is a fun energy uh, but bowser's a very mid-century american man isn't he because yeah. he's just like hey uh this wife uh she doesn't really want to be a docile housewife but you know what'll take care of that Pills, <laughs> pills and alcohol. Hey, yeah, let's let let's calm her down a little bit. Just let's calm her. Down. She's hysterical. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then she's on board now that she's been uh, mind controlled, and uh, Bowser gets his video camera so he can record her saying that she adores everything like about him. Really and, dark. Yeah, and all a the really dark moment. The turtles are once again like, "What is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> and so yeah, Bowser's being a little fucked up creep uh and we Very, cut being a madman but no she's hypnotized and the marriage is happening and then we we cut to inside what the the, the pipe looks like it's this weird like uh it looks hypnotized amazing. like weird background like almost like earthbound background art yeah kind of style kind of doctor who like, yeah he's like zooming through time and space yeah and that's that's mario he's going through a pipe uh he pops out of a pipe and guess where that the end of the pipe is it's at the top of the cake it's in the top of the cake yeah it's the, one of the one of the cake pipes giant cake has all these like pipes that look like cannons and he he pops out of one incredible that's fun come on uh so they're about to get married and uh i don't want to i don't know what to do about this but like peach this is one of these frames where she has some cleavage i don't know about that man it feels weird <laughs> you feel weird getting a, a little bit of uh I, maybe it's a blushing bride trope but i, I don't like i don't wanna, you don't like that like think about peach as a human woman it's weird yeah 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 so she's got a little cleavage She's, lo uh, she's looking good. That blushing bride. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to cut that out. I hate it. <laughs> she's got cleavage in multiple panels. Why are Peach's she, boobs in this comic? Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like there's worse characters you could sexualize, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, there is a part of me that feels like Peach has been like a really fun character this whole time. Wait, then, what, what's a worse character you can sexualize? Um, in the Mario world, in the Mario world, uh, I mean, if you don't have it, that's fine. Bird, I'm just curious. I mean, I, uh, the, the bird? The, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's fine. I don't care. You could. Uh, Toadette. Windy Koopa. Okay, Toadette's a little weird. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, I feel like a lot of like anime or stuff like that. It's usually if it's someone who's like underage, right? Yeah. That's like Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with Yoshi. Yoshi with titties. Uh, hot Yoshi. I'm hot, hot Yoshi. I'm mad in the Mario Brothers movie that they made Mario not have a great ass. Because <laughs> he had a great one in Super Mario World. That's a well formed. All that jumping, that's that's like really yeah. good for your glutes, man. In the movie, gone. Does he? Does he have a particularly badass? And the like? Does he have like, like nothing, no no ass? No ass just nothing there. Damn, it's disappointing as hell. Anyways, uh, Mario definitely has an ass here as he's jumping down to interfere with the wedding, and uh, we'll have to see how this resolves in the next issue. Yeah, I do. Uh, a side thing when they're during the wedding. There's a little Lakitu. Those are the guys who, like, in Mario 64, he's the guy in a cloud who has the camera. That's right. And they, like, will they throw, throw shells. Spine, little spiny guys. They're up in the air and they throw shells. But he's up in the air throwing, like, wedding confetti. Come on. That's, oh, there he is. That. Oh, man. Look at that. 
Come on. It's another, you're good at catching these details, man. Boom. Hey, let's take a break. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Straight from the world of Nintendo. Bereid je voor op een schitterend avontuur zoals alleen de Super Nintendo je kan bieden. Drink diep door in gesloten werelden waar de nacht de dag heeft verjaagd en zoek. En ontdek dat je nog maar net begonnen bent. The Legend of Zelda. Nintendo. Now you're playing with superpower. All right, let's get back to the guys. All right. Uh, who, who's got the Pikachu? I got the Pikachu. Uh, Final Fantasy Mythic Mystic Quest. Do we do Counselor's Corner? Did, we, did I skip that? Uh, Counselor's Corner. Counselor's Corner. All right. I got... This is where the counselors help you with your with game oh, tips. Oh, that, yeah. I've got the Pikachu. Okay. Sorry. You had the Pikachu. I had the Pikachu. Uh, you, you can do that if you want. I'll cut just, out mine. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. Uh, so it's a Counselor's Corner. It's where counselors give you tips on games. You... Ask them questions about your favorite games and uh, you get a little headshot of a person and there's little descriptions under that person saying, hey, here's how to solve. Here's how to find the flute in Legend of Zelda. How do I reach Misery Meyer in Legend of Zelda? Mark's got you. Yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, I'll be honest. It's, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this, but did, would you ever use this as a kid? Like, would you use these tips? Uh, mostly I was curious because what are the odds that you have a game that they're covering, which, yeah. you know, I did have linked to the past. Yeah. And like, what, what are the odds that you're actually like stuck on that same problem? Mm-hmm. I guess like the, in a weird way, this is like fun. Just getting like little vignettes of games. Yeah. Getting, like as a kid, you're like, Oh cool. This is like what this game looks like halfway through. It's I feel like, you know, can't go wrong with video games and pictures of video games and kids. That's, you know, that's going to, that's going to work out. I think the thing that stood out for me this time is their counselor headshots have gotten quite good and they're not gaudy. Uh, it used to be they had a red background, which looked horrible. Yeah. It used to be they all had 80s hair, which looked horrible. Uh, these guys, they're going with the the black background, kind of a studio format. They got a big soft light, soft key light that looks gorgeous. Yeah, they're looking a lot better. They look a little like villainous. Yeah, it's it's that key light. They don't have a lot of fill, so it's a little contrasty. You got that yeah. soft, a little inside baseball for like lighting stuff yeah. but, you know that that soft pleasant key light but it's it's also really dark they don't have an edge light behind them so they they yeah, there's a, a little, there's like a little shadow contra- there's a little sh- the little face. bit of shadow yeah all right well you what know, if they gave you bad game tips whatever all right back more we're, we're at the snes games at last it is here we go final fantasy mystic quest mm-hmm. and you know what I always loved about Final Fantasy Mystic Quest? Uh, mm-hmm. It's not the Mystic Quest. It's the box art, which looks, you know, you got a hero with a sword that's like making the line on the queue. Um, it oh, lo- whoa. I, I didn't notice that. But yeah, there's uh, the quest is his sword. That's the, that's how he finished off the queue. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I did not realize that. Um, I, I, lo- I always loved this art as a little kid because it looks. If his sword wasn't there, it would have been Uist. Yeah, Mystic Uist. Yeah. Um, it's been an O. This looks like Art Deco. Um, I don't know what that is. The, the, it's like a 1920s and 30s visual style that um, 
You actually see it a lot in LA. A lot of uh, fonts, oh. and, fonts and kind of the LA aesthetic is very Art Deco influenced because the city was built up mostly in the 20s and 30s. Would you say that like is hand in hand with like kind of those like futuristic looking photo? Like it'll be like a person like in a spacesuit or like with a, with a weird futuristic car. Is that, uh, does that ring a bell? Is that a thing? Sometimes. Am yeah. I, I'm on the right track here. Uh, it depends on like how that person looks, but like generally um, Art Deco has very clean designs and a lot of kind of gentle gradients. It's got kind of a, I almost want to say it looks like chiseled. It looks very, I already said clean. I don't know what the technical reasons are for it, but yeah, like the font, everything here, I never realized this before, but yeah, this whole thing, unlike other Final Fantasy games, which have their own style, this one has this kind of art deco fantasy look. It looks like the Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. any number of other. It reminds me of like what, I don't know if this rings a bell, but it's like the future fair. Whatever that future, like Disney, like the World's Fair, World Future Fair. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, uh, that, that's very much. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I yeah, I did, I've never even heard of this game though. It's is it just a standard Final Fantasy game? It's not even. It, it's like an offshoot where it's more like the first couple of games than you know. By this point, Final Fantasy four came out as Final Fantasy two. So yeah, they're kind of that's their first forward. That's their first like taste of actual story happening or like more in depth story. Yeah, I think by the time they got to the third one, they were doing real. It's it was like a stage play or something. It's yeah, like, I know four is the one. R two, therefore, therefore is yes. I think known as the one, the first one that like really had a story to Cecil, it. Kane, Cause, the Red Wings, stars the villain, Rydia. Ry- yeah. Have you ever played that one? Yeah, and you just felt okay about it. You don't. Um. I felt okay. I, my most of my fond memories were from the Nintendo Power coverage. I think we talked about this when they got to it because, yeah. like, it really having the whole story there. Like a lot of Nintendo Power features, it's just like here's the twelve enemies in this game. Oh, but yeah, this levels in a sewer. Suddenly felt like you were like reading a real story. Yeah, that was like one of the first times where it was like, oh yeah, you know, you're starting to question whether or not you're working for the bad guys, and the king tells you to deliver this present to this town you open the present and it blows up the town yeah. and it's like that's crazy yeah that's like a real yeah, that that is a real story yeah you're you're accompanied by this guy who may or may not be loyal to the king like he may be your enemies kind of keeping track of you you know yeah that, that's good storytelling good stuff yeah and this one doesn't have that no this one's way more just like uh it's a fantasy adventure get Which, ready hey, nothing wrong with that nope no nothing shame wrong. in going good, to the cave and fighting slime good all bravely default Oh man, I didn't look to see what magazines uh, over the garden wall came out in November '92. But where where does where does Fantasy Star Two hit? Yeah, does does the Genesis? This would be the Genesis is their contender at this point, right? Yeah, the Fantasy Star games were like their big fantasy that, series. Okay, so that was their big like RPG. Was it as I can't imagine it held a candle to Square Enix at their at their height? People really like, yeah. especially Fantasy Star Two. We haven't gotten there yet, but like. The SNES has fucking bangers after ba- Chrono Trigger, Mario RPG, Earthbound, Final Fantasy VI, or three. Check this out, though. That's Fan- unstop- that is, that's, that's an unstoppable force, my man. There's no way. <laughs> Just remember, Genesis does what Nintendo... Uh, no, they, they had great games. And, and I have not played any of the Fantasy Stars. Well, I've played Fantasy Star Online. But, but people do say they're like comparable to the Final Fantasies. Everything that I've seen, it looks like, I mean, they're, they're beloved on the same level as a Final Fantasy, huh. like a 16-bit Final Fantasy. Uh, I, they are science fiction uh, I mean, fantasy th- games, which is awesome. Okay. You go on spaceships to different planets. Okay. I, I got to try them out. 
Yeah, that's I mean, a, another put them on easy and uh <laughs> I've got kind of the, there's like kind of two worlds of like kind of forgotten genres, like these old school JRPGs and I would say like when we get to the Nintendo 64 like those old school like platforming games like Banjo-Kazooie and oh, right. Mario, like those are two like kind of forgotten things that I love or at least I feel like the height I do feel like the height of JRPGs like I, I don't think anything's matched Chrono Trigger in my opinion, but I would love to try these other ones. That's pretty good. I See, now the problem we have nowadays is there's a whole ton of, oh yeah, Earthbound. I mean, there's a whole bunch of indie games that ape like that aesthetic and that kind of storytelling. And some of those, like I was just thinking today, I really want to go finish Crossroads. I don't, I don't know what that is. That's like a, it looks oh, like cro- a cross codes. Oh, cross code. That's right. <laughs> I want to go finish uh, cross flappy code. Uh, <laughs> Flap, flappy board. Uh, flappy cords. Flappy uh, cords. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cross code. Um, that game, did they say call it crosswords? You, you call it crossroads. Well, you know, that's close. <laughs> Sounds like a phone mm-hmm. game. It's like a Britney Spears album or something. Yeah. No, no, no. It was a movie. Crossroads. I mean, mm. it sounds like a phone game. Cross code. Uh, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. And I was just thinking about how much I like the writing in it. And yeah. I would love to see, maybe maybe I'll just like yeah. watch a playthrough where I see where the story goes. Yeah, that's good. But I mean, again, and we were talking about this a little off camera, but turn that difficulty easy. Turn, like, turn to easy. RPGs, you can... Go live your life. Enjoy the story. Live your life. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what happens to uh, Emily is the tiger girl, your buddy who's, she's so talkative. She doesn't realize your character is mute. I can only say like three things. That's that's so cute. That's fun. That's a great, speaking of great writing. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Mario's. I like Earthbound more than Undertale. Uh, Super Star Wars. Uh, oh my God, here we are. Yeah, I uh, I kind of want... This game. I wanted to play it before this podcast, and I didn't. I didn't play it. I played it as a child. It's it's good. It seems great. I mean, it, I what I didn't realize... Way better than those Nintendo games. The graphics are pretty good. Oh yeah, it looks great. It's got a bunch of digital art. Um, it's very arcade-y. Uh, it's yeah. very, very fun. What I didn't realize is... Uh, like I've seen... I've known about this game before, this magazine, but uh, I always thought it was only like a side-scrolling game where you're just kind of blasting people. But no, no, there's yeah, yeah, cool spaceship levels and speeder levels and all all the all the works. Yeah, they got some mode seven stuff in here. I think towards the end of the game, um, you get to do you attack the death like the final level is you're attacking the Death Star. You do a trench run and all that stuff, which is a little. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, like th- those kind of multi-format games had a moment back then. I feel like they're less common now where the whole format of the game will change depending on what level you're in. Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of miss that style of game sometimes. I, I know they probably still kind of come out, but like I, I do like, I just like, I like that constant change. Like I, uh, the game actually on the Genesis that I really like, Vector Man. You know what Vector oh yeah. Man is? I love Vector Man. Vector Man rules. He's made of vectors. He's, a vector. I, I, he's made of dots. I don't know. He, he, like the character is in balls. Yeah. Balls, the fighting game, balls. 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 Centerfold. Uh, hey, we got a Batman centerfold. It's Batman Returns, the weird Batman movie. Weird. Is it? Uh, it's a great big picture of Michael Keaton as Batman. You can see that the cape is leather. It probably weighs like a thousand pounds. Yeah. Didn't people like Michael Keaton as Batman? Oh, he's great. Yeah. Uh, I I just think that like Tim Burton made the second one very strange. Oh, really? It's a weird movie. Yeah. I want to. I, I mean, I really haven't. I've only watched the Dark Knight. Tri- like, I, I haven't watched any other Batman's other than the the Dark Knight trilogy. Did you watch the new one? Nope. I like the new one. 
Yeah. They they give Batman a character arc in a way that he doesn't really have in most of the movies. Okay. He's kind of forced to confront what it actually requires of him to be a good hero. <laughs> I in a way that I think is really neat. Batman's thing is that people always say he's a piece of shit, right? Certainly but, in the new movie, he's definitely a piece of shit. Is he actually a piece? Like, I feel like he's like always, I think people are a little hard on Batman. Well, you know, he's sad because his parents got murdered. Yeah, like he's just kind of gloomy. And everyone's like, yeah, you're a dumb piece of shit. Or I'm like, <laughs> no, he's like, he doesn't kill. He's got a code of ethics he's following. He's just kind of, hey, he's just not hanging out with people. He's just having a rough time. My, my Batman is and always will be uh, uh, not Michael Keaton, but uh, animated Batman. Kevin Conroy. Jim Carrey? All right. No, not, he's the Riddler. Oh, that, that movie, by the way. So you <laughs> yeah. have these two. But, but I just paint the page. Weston, when he said, by the way, just intensely put down his whiskey. He just. <laughs> <laughs> I had the glass of whiskey. I had to put it down because I'm about to talk with my hands. Uh, the, I have a soft spot for the Joel Shoemaker Batman films. Yeah. Is that, is that the one with Jim Carrey in it? Yeah. So the first one was Batman Forever and it's Val Kilmer's Batman <laughs> with like Nicole Kidman and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. And, okay. and then he did Batman and Robin with George Clooney as Batman. Damn. That's sick. Chris O'Donnell's Robin. He's also in, in Batman Forever. Uh, and Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Is that her name? I don't know who that is. Uh, as Batgirl. Just... They're like bad, but they're so crazy that you have to look like forever is yeah. okay. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones hates being there. It's so funny. He, <laughs> ha- he hates Jim Carrey so much. Uh, and it's, it's super, it should have been Billy D Williams uh, that cause he, he plays Harvey Dent in the second one. But yeah, like I have a real, cause they look, it's, it's the sixties Batman show. It's like heightened camp crazy over the Gotham city has like these, 200 foot tall statues that they're driving the Batmobile down the arm of it. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Hell yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I want more like weird the soundtracks fantasy rule. aspect to it. Yeah. No, it's, it's so nuts. Yeah. Uh, man, I got a soft spot for those. Hell yeah. I dig that. Uh, super shooters also got a soft spot for these super shooters. Yeah. It's kind of, they're doing the kind of classic thing where they just m- mesh a bunch of games that are similar next to each other. So they all kind of, don't stand out. Yeah, they, they do a better job here than they've done with the sports games. Yeah, like they're I'm doing not. a little bit better, but yeah, you can kind of distinct. But yeah, it's all these like shooting games where you're you're the it's like R type style where you're the you're the ship. Yeah. And it's like Galaga, but a little more fancy. It's like fancy Galaga. Space Megaforce is my favorite shooter game on the Super Nintendo. Oh really? So you genuinely like what 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 about it do you like? My cousin had this game growing up. It is chaotic the power-ups rule where you start your level zero power-ups suck and by the time you get to like level what's the top one seven yeah you're like taking up half the screen with all of your shit that that's good that's good shit Uh, it's got great music (laughs) it's it's just it's such a fun it's just a great shooter that that is the one thing i like i've never been like super into these but i think the the aspect that is great is those level ups man Getting that gun and making it gun two, gun three, gun four, gun five. Yeah, people people love Space Megaforce. Uh, in Japan, this game was called Super Alest. It's part of the Alest series. Ooh. So, because uh, I eventually was like, hey, what what the hell was this game that my cousin had <laughs> that I loved playing? Um, they're kind of bullet, they're like original bullet hells. Would you say that's fair? Is that, are these the original bullet hells? Uh, no, no, actually, because bullet hells are defined by really overwhelming. Um, firepower coming at you and there's definitely f- stuff coming at you in this game but it's not that specific type of bullet hell that you see in um 
what's that treasure shooter that everybody loves on the Dreamcast? God damn I don't it. Know. The one where you flip the ship around and change the colors. I don't know. Oh my god! How do I not know this yeah, game? Yeah, fuck! It'll come back to me in a uh, minute. Okay, but this game, you are the, the you're, this is Vampire Survivors. You're the bullet hell. Yeah, I would say it's like yeah, there's two bullet hells, you and the opposing army. <laughs> um, the I I really love man. This game's got cool, really neat like warping backgrounds and like <laughs> there's levels where there's just like planets that just on a timer just shoot up really big and shrink down really small that you can blow up you can blow up like moons yeah dude that's sick uh there's a whole level where you are mode sevening down to various parts of a giant uh space station and just blowing up parts of it nice. and then you eventually make your way around to the center that's it's cool it's neat and actually okay. actually i don't love as much but actually is a gorgeous looking game that is really really neat too okay how do you feel about baseball? Uh, Facebook, this is tech. I don't think this is part of the feature, so we shouldn't. Faceball is whatever, but I mean, this is a deathmatch shooter. Yeah. On the Super Nintendo pre Doom, and that's really interesting. Yeah. Does Doom have multiplayer in it? it uh, computer to computer, not really split screen. Not split screen. Okay. I forgot. Um, I was playing, I had a friend over when we were playing the Halo campaign. I forgot how dumb split screen is. Split screen is very dumb. I mean, it's great. It's like nice, but like, man, you gotta have a big TV. If you got a small TV, you can't do split screen. You can barely see yourself. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. <laughs> it's just not. It's, it's not like good. such such a problem. <laughs> it's uh, especially if you're doing multiplayer. Yeah, we're like against each other, and you can screen sheet. I I don't know that I could go back to like a Golden Eye or yeah, Perfect Dark. It, it's one of those things where you go back and you get a little taste of old technology, and it's one of those things where you're like. I can't go back to this. This this is absolute. I, I have fond memories of it, and I have very fond memories of. I love couch co op still, but good couch couch co op is Towerfall. It's Bomberman. Oh man, yeah, it's that uh, Smash kill, Brothers. Killer Queen. Killer, ooh yeah, Killer Queen Killer, Black. Killer Queen Black's awesome. Any any number of other yeah, Bomberman's definitely one of the oldest examples there. Yeah. Uh, the fighting game, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, boom, absolutely. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Smash Brothers. Uh, Smash. Sm- put Kermit in Smash. <laughs> Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur is my jam. Yoda is in Soul Calibur. He is. <laughs> so is Darth Vader. <laughs> Spawn is in Soul Calibur. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. Hey, we're here at the top 20. Top 20. And hey, uh, speaking of, uh, I could start the first one, but speaking of like fighting games, I didn't know how big of a deal Street Fighter 2 was. Street Fighter 2 is a massive yeah. deal. Let's go over the top three Super NES games. Uh, yeah, let's the start there. The number three is Super Mario World. One of the greatest games ever made. And then a huge jump from that vote-wise, because like the way they like rank these is via votes. And a huge jump above them is Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. One of the greatest games ever made. Another, and then a huge jump over that one. Would not have guessed this. I would not have predicted this to happen, but Street Fighter 2. The World of Warrior is one of the greatest one. games ever made. It, it, it is right. It's like I, I don't view when I think of Street Fighter, I don't think of it as like one of the greatest games ever made. But that's kind of like thinking it's it kind of has Tony Hawk energy for me, where it's like it feels like something I could roll my eyes at, but it's like no, it's one of the best games ever made. Right. The closest example I can think of in other genres is like this is like Diablo two coming out where it's like, yeah, the, yeah. there were other games yep. that were kind of in this vein, but this invented a new genre, you know, Street or, Fighter like, 2. perfected and like 
it like justify the genre's existence. Yeah, because the original Street Fighter was just not if you're if you haven't read up on it or watched like a YouTube essay or something, uh the original Street Fighter was a really interesting thing that was Similar to Street Fighter 2, but Street Fighter 2 is the first modern fighting game. Isn't Street Fighter 2 a prequel to Street Fighter in terms of timeline? It is. Or something. Isn't like weird timeline shit going on in the Street Fighter game? It's a sequel, but Street Fighter Alpha is a prequel to Street Fighter 2. Okay. Street Fighter 3 is in the future of the franchise. And then 4, 5, and 6, Ryu just gets bigger and more bearded. (laughs) Ryu becomes a bear. Yeah. Did you, did you have any history Ryu. or <laughs> Ryu? Ryu. Uh, yeah. uh, did you, do you have any history with Street Fighter? Like, did you ever play the Street Fighter games? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this game was a huge deal. I remember going to a friend's house down the street and I think I've told the story on the pod, but I, I was a couple year year or two younger than him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I got Street Fighter. We're going to play it. And, oh. uh, He's like trying to do moves and I was just button mashing and I kicked the shit out of him. Oh, dude. And he I, unplugged my controller and I plugged it back in and still beat him. <laughs> yeah, that's um, I uh, have a friend who was really into Mortal Kombat where I, I think I, I probably retorted this exact thing for this story you've probably already given. Yeah, but, I, th- I think it's this exact thing is happening. Yeah, because I've got the same thing. I have a friend who was in Mortal Kombat. Not only that, but he was like ranked. Like he was like high up. He was like a real fucking Mortal Kombat no way. player. And granted, I couldn't beat him ever in the one he was actually like ranked in, but we'd play like, the OG original Mortal Kombat uh, and I'd, I'd beat him by button mashing. It, it was fucking great. Oh, that's awesome. Was, or, he, was he playing like the 2009 one? Yeah, it was like seven or eight. I don't One of those. Oh, right on. Uh, it was during high school. He did. He, it was, you know, it was at the time where he had the time to become ranked. Like, you can't do that as an adult without fucking up. Right. Or, like, doing it professionally, I guess. But, like... Yeah, uh, the people that are... I don't like know. Like, you have to be in high school. You have to be unemployed to be that good. <laughs> I'm gonna drop out of college and become an influencer mom and dad. <laughs> uh, I'm really jealous of people like Heather Ann Campbell over at the Get Played podcast who grew up where in the areas where the arcades were testing Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. And she she got super sick at fighting games by playing beta versions of like Mortal Kombat 2 and stuff, which is one of the, man, so jealous. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, and I'm also just jealous of like, this is something I never got, but that like, I mean, I got it in terms of couch co-op, but like, I would love if when I was into Smash Brothers, the way that happened was I was going to arcades and like fighting strangers. Oh, man. I never did that. It was more like going to a friend's house where like at any given time, there was like three to seven other people like kids over there and we're all playing tech and tag, which honestly has its benefits because then you get to like live in your little bubble because you don't ever ever actually have to play someone who's legitimately good. You don't have to play melee against someone who knows how to fucking wave dash, which is like exploiting a glitch. That's like professionally like it's okay because it makes apparently it makes the game really interesting. You know what I have to say to that? Put Kermit in Smash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to right, rush through these uh, other ones? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll knock both these out. Um, game Boy, third place Yoshi, the puzzle game Yoshi, the one where you're spinning plates. Good for, literally. Yoshi. Good for Yoshi. Number two, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Number one, Super Mario Land. Boom. Good for them. I think we know what's going to happen when Mario Land 2 hits. Yeah. Uh, um. NES. <laughs> I, gonna do, I, I meant to cut you off with that. I thought that was gonna be funny. But. Not only is Mega Man four, not only is Mega Man four number three, Mega Man one, two, and three. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mega Man 1, all 2, right. and 3 are all in the top 20. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. That's great. Uh, number yeah. 2, TMNT 3, The Manhattan Project. Good for them. Like the first level, you're on a beach in Jersey. That's uh, like you're <laughs> Long Beach. Is, no, Long, Long Beach is out here. I'm thinking of something else. Co- Coney Island. And then number one, Super Mario Brothers 3. Mario's. I forgot that's... that's uh, okay, yeah. All right, there we go. Look at that. <laughs> Mario Brothers 3 is a great game. We've talked about it. Uh, I think we did. Good for them. Good for them. It's a great game. Move on. Do you want to go to the contest? Do you want to talk about this crossword? So, I do want to talk about this crossword. Uh... All right, so we've got a crossword puzzle, and I, I... Power puzzlers. I'll be honest, I don't love crossword puzzles. A part of that is because I've done crossword puzzles with people. Have you ever, like, done a crossword puzzle with a group of friends or, like, with a group? No. It's like I an can activity see how it would go. That, it's an activity that could be fun, but when you do it with people who are, like, into crossword puzzles, it's annoying as fuck, because, <laughs> like, I'm like, I... I I'll just like say, oh, I think this could be the answer. And then the, the response to that is, well, you don't understand crossword puzzles, Brett. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, but I was thinking uh, with this crossword puzzle, a video game crossword puzzle sounds like a great time. I feel like I would, I would have a lot of use. Yeah. I'd be very helpful there. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, and it's not just a crossword here. The crossword's like the lower half of the page. They have uh, like kind of the matching list thing. Yeah. That's cool. That sounds fun. But yeah, I, I, got, I, I got nothing else. Player's Poll Contest. This Player's Poll Contest, the grand prize is to go to the 1993 Pro Bowl in Hawaii, which sounds like the NFL's all-star game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I even looked it up and still didn't understand what it was. But sure. It has a NFL Pro's Beach Challenge. So I guess Top Gun style, you get all the football players shirtless on the beach. How, <laughs> how, do you like football? Uh, not really. No. I mean, I grew up in, in football country, so the old Texas. I kind of have to, you know, like when I used to get homesick, when I first moved to LA, I'd watch Friday Night Lights. Oh, really? <laughs> it, that show totally worked because it's so Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget. Texas is like, it's weird. Texas is so like into football that I feel like the Cowboys as a team is like the most important team because they love it so much. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's not. I'd rather play a thing than watch people play a thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like hockey because they shoot shirts into the audience. But uh, <laughs> the shirt cannon, <laughs> the shirt cannon. I mean, going to a baseball game in L.A. is fun. I have to assume going to see the Rams is fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've had I feel like I've done a few baseball games here and it's fun. You go sit in the outfield, man. It's rowdy yeah, out there. Yeah, it's like fine. It's like going to the beach where I'm like, ah, I'll do it. Fine. That's fine. I'm going to drink some expensive Bud Light and yeah, fine. watch uh, Dude, people like the beer, at, the beer at baseball games is fucking insane. Yeah. We um, just, I, I think we went up to like, it was like tall boys were like almost $20. That's insane. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Because they got to make a profit, man. <laughs> think, of the, think of the baseball players. Those fuckers. <laughs> uh, second place, you get a video game tape. Third place, you get uh, they've they've redone the t-shirts again. I guess. Yeah, they're not really showing. I don't know. White t-shirts. Yeah, always a bad prize. Yeah, white t-shirt. Yeah, we're we're back. Nestor is in uh, Nestor. Uh, this is the Nestor comic book. Nestor is like the bad mascot for. 
Nintendo Power, and he's always in a comic. Historically, we've been a little critical of Nestor, I would and, say. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's fair. I'll be he's, diplomatic. He's a and fucking piece of shit. Uh, and uh, He's a worm eater. He's, he eats worms, eats dirt, and I'm making him do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's currently in the game Out of This World. I'll give him a point for that, because... Uh, as you remember from other times we talked about it, I, I really like out of this. World. Yeah, so he's like, he's like, a, it was a cool game pick. Like he's in a fun game. He's like, it's cool actually seeing uh, a comic portrayal of their like strange art style. It's just like this very like minimal art style. So yeah, because it's like rotoscoped, like solid shapes, so that they can do FMV style cutscenes yeah. on the SNES. And uh, I, I, my only thought was, I I feel like this was a missed opportunity because I feel like. Uh, this game is known for like really grotesque deaths that happen. Oh yeah. And I was like, kind of hoping this would be the end of Nestor. I was hoping this would be an opportunity to <laughs> get, just... get shot while kneeling and turn into a skeleton instantly. And the skull falls over and bounces off his knee. <laughs> yep. Which is one of the death animations. Yes. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see him like just disintegrate into slime. Yeah, you're, you're right. Well, so I did give it a point for being out of this world, but I got to take a point away for that, for them not killing Nestor. Yeah. I thought, I honestly got a little psyched. I thought this was the end of our painful journey. I, I got to give another point away because the, there, there's no invention here. It's just Rye commentary while they do exactly what you do in the tank level. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends exactly how it ends in the tank level where it's like the tank level, you're in like a gladiator arena and you have to pilot this tank and it's like first person. You have all these controls and you don't know what any of them do. Yeah. So they're just talking through it. And then if you do everything right in the tank level, you eject into these, this bathhouse where the end of the game is. That's kind of cool, though. Game wise. Yeah. Out of this world's awesome. Uh, Nestor sucks, though. Nestor sucks. And he's kind of poisoning this game. Uh, I do. They he do, doesn't even do anything. Yeah. He's it. just. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, there, I'm, there's, I'm, there's I'm no. Sick, I'm sick of Nestor. I hate him. Uh, the, the the crime of this comic is not that it's bad; it's that it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's bad and boring, honestly. I uh, at least we've gotten through the bad and boring part of the I issue. Mean, it's fun when it's in unhinged. I appreciate the unhingedness to it, but this one's not unhinged though. Unhinged, it's literally yeah. just the level know, from the I'm game. With, I'm with you. They with press ya. a bunch of buttons. I'm they eject ya. into the bathhouse, and it yeah. ends. And Nestor's like making stupid jokes. I'm out. I'm out. Let's move on. Okay. Now playing. Uh, so it's, this is the uh, kind of Siskel and Ebert style section where George and Rob. Two employees of, of Nintendo, of Nintendo. Like, do talk. And uh, I, I, if I could like. Well, and they, they have the, the other important thing to point out is, is yeah, they, they talk shit about games a little bit. Mostly it's pretty tepid. It's tamed down. And I think we've been doing a big thing where we there. They, so the way this starts is with now playing is there's always like artwork of both of them. Yeah. And we've been really reading into the artwork. Like, yeah, because the artwork's this, strange. The, the artwork seems to be telling a story of itself. Yeah, like, because one of the guys keeps getting more or less beautiful or overweight. Yeah, they keep like fluctuate, like they keep on like messing with these people's arts and like really changing drastically how attractive they are. And we've we've discussed multiple times that we feel like there's a third entity involved. Oh, and multiple like we've we've talked 
in depth of that. Yeah, the person doing the art. Yeah, the, we've, the headshots. we've talked that there's like something else going on here below the surface and so, something crazy happens in this one. Well, so this is the issue where the person who won the contest to go to Nintendo of America and hang out with George and Rob, this is their issue. So oh, it's, is that what happened? Yeah, so this is uh, the guest. His name is Jade Hall. He's, the, he's visiting Seattle all the way from Newark, New Jersey. And so now, instead of it just being George and Rob each commenting on something, the third there's a third person, which is Jade, and he he chimes in, and yeah, you know, like he's got takes same as those guys. Uh, he's a little kinder, I would oh, argue. Okay, so I okay, interesting. I did not realize this was the contest winner. Number one, cool. It's cool. It says uh, it in the opening. I, well, the he thing won is, the Players Poll contest for Volume Thirty Six. I am so steeped into the world we're building around these characters that I <laughs> thought, didn't even read the article. I did not. I was just like, "Oh, that's that's the third entity we've been talking about this whole time." Because oh. not only does he pop in as an art style, he pops up. He's he's holding a gun towards him. Yeah, he's he's pointed his uh, super scope directly at George and Rob, and uh, they look terrified. And they they look terrified. So I I'm still gonna even though you've just pulled the veil a little bit that this is the contest winner. I I think this is the artist. I think this is there. I think there's shady stuff going on. I think there's a deep story here that uh, we could we could potentially read into a little bit. We also have a picture of all three of them hiding in uh, some company plants, and uh, in the, it I is weird. It's like I do feel like the art drawings of these characters, like of these people, are they're always either way more attractive or way less attractive than they actually are. I would Except argue like that point. Rob is. I would say Rob resembles real life Rob pretty well. George really? in in this current photo he's the skinny guy yeah uh whereas George um I think we understand what's happening here <laughs> I don't know if I can touch how to say that he just doesn't look he doesn't look like his illustration his yeah. illustration makes yeah. him look like a Hardy Boys character and yeah he, he is he's a man in his late 30s or early to mid 40s Okay, so I just just to be clear. So we're not going to read into this. We're going to just accept this is the contest winner, and uh, we're going to do, do you want to we're going to accept reality here. Read into it. We're going to accept reality uh, as I is. I like Jade. I don't want to talk shit about him. I don't trust Jade. You know who I don't trust is Rob because you know what he says about crashing the boys' street challenge. Yeah, it turns out to be a marshmallow Olympics with midgets jumping hurdles. I wouldn't even give it the bronze. What he doesn't like, Kunio Kun. Yeah, Rob said, can go to hell. Which one? Which one's Rob? The skinny one. Little skinny shit. He, he's a he's a trade marketing manager, same as me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did at Nintendo. Really? Yeah, he was also part of their like kind of advanced reviews team. So that's why he has a commentary here. Huh? Uh, yeah that that punk does not like the Kaneo Kun look, and uh, he gets an F minus from me. If I was the artist, I would be making him so skinny right now in the art. He's pretty skinny. It's a, it's an unkind illustration. Yeah, I think I think that he gets skinnier. I, I mean, just, yeah. yeah, you definitely like see his bones in the art. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know what you're talking about. They do Jade pretty well. Jade seems. I mean, he's in profile. Profile is the easiest. Yeah. Face angle to draw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be. That, I mean, like, because the artist can be like he's really like amplifying. Like, if he's if you're skinny, he's gonna draw you real skinny. If you're fat, he's going to draw you real fat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. Sometimes he'll make you really handsome for no reason. That, that'd be really rough if you like, won this contest. Like I say, I won this contest. And I go to <laughs> Nintendo and meet them. And I'm going to be part of the volume. And then I see the volume. And there's just a photo of me that's just bones. Yeah, no, I, I just remembered. 
this movie I wrote and directed years ago, like 15 plus years ago. I cast somebody and then dubbed them over. And I don't think I told them. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's a tough world, man. What, what you're describing, that cruelty, I was just like, I've done that. You did it. Do you have any takes on their takes on these games? Because I, I don't know. They like. I'll be honest. I, I, I was expecting us to like build a story around this art. And I did. I, I kind of skipped over the section. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the takes are. I don't care. Phal- Phalanx is in here. How do they like Mario Land 2? They like it. It's good. It's going to be a big hit. It has a lot of cool levels and surprises. Thanks, Jade. What a good take. I'm uh, not going to make up things about you. I like the bunny suit that Mario finds in this game. I think it's a fun to flap Mario's ears and send him flying over dangerous obstacles. Thanks, Rob. What a great take. Everything, it's too bad you don't like Kunio Kun. Rob, Rob maybe, maybe eat a little bit more dinner. You know, maybe a little more meat on those bones. Phalanx is a, is famous for having the weirdest <laughs> box art on the Super Nintendo. Have what you ever is? seen the box art for Phalanx? Phalanx is a side-scrolling shooter game. Just one of those, like our type. Yeah. Um, the box art is like a hillbilly with a banjo. Huh. It's to, it has nothing to do with that. Damn. It's, it's like infamous for that. Kind of fun. <laughs> I'm really sorry I didn't want to go down that road with you. What was the theory you had about those guys? Because it kills the energy in the section. Yeah, I don't know. Who I, which one of, I'm not sure which one of us killed the energy. It could be either or. But um, I got, I, I don't know. I, 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 I George and Rob killed the energy. <laughs> not everything can ever, not everything will live up to your expectations. And this is one of those for me. <laughs> Pack watch. So yeah, uh, uh, we got like a little preview on games that are coming up. Uh, Nintendo's talking about how awesome their CD-ROM attachment is. Yeah. <laughs> really talking about that CD-ROM. The thing ROM. that's definitely that's, going to come it's out. It's coming out. Just you wait. Can't wait to get your hands on that. It's going to be 32-bit, everybody. Yeah. This uh, thing that's definitely coming out in a year. <laughs> they, they even say it's like it's not guaranteed, but it might be out in August. What? <laughs> What? I, I, I'm curious if they address it not coming out. Hey, we fucked up our relationship with Sony, and now they're our biggest competitor. <laughs> womp womp. Yep, and then Square Enix is going to betray us. Squeenix got him. Uh, Mega Man 5 is blasting off. It's coming up. Bubsy the Bobcat is coming up. Everyone's favorite, Bubsy. Bubsy the Bobcat. <laughs> he, he rings a bell for me. Uh, There's that really weird art game. Bubsy goes to the... What's the music... Here, I'll look it up. Yeah, Bubsy goes to the James Terrell retrospective. <laughs> hey, what? Bubsy 3D, Bubsy visits the James Terrell retrospective. Oh, that came out in 2013. It's a browser-based 3D platform game developed by indie uh, game developer Arcane Kids. Touted as an educational experience, it is a facetious spiritual successor to Bubsy 3D, an entry from the Bubsy series of video games. It was created as a tribute to the game for its 18th anniversary. If you've never seen this thing, it's incredible. This is wild. It's it's so good. It, it's like Frog Fractions. It's like one of those. Uh, this was like purposely really weird. A plus. It, it's an A plus experience. Yeah, I gotta play that. I there's some funny video game makers out there. You know, go to the right corner. It's funny stuff out there. Frog Fractions. That's a funny game. What's the uh, who are the guys who did West of Loathing? West of Lo- yeah, West of Loathing. Is super West fine. of Loathing is Loathing, uh, Shadows Over Loathing is the new one that just came out. Yeah, that just came out. I gotta play that. I do. That, put it on easy. That dude's super funny. Uh, God, those guys are so funny. What what's uh. I didn't play it, but did you play that trombone hero or whatever? I watched some gameplay of it. I definitely wanted to try it. It looks great. 
apparently this is I'm caught from a video game podcast. I just heard it from, from what I've heard. Apparently, when you start the game, you get a warning saying you get to do you want to turn a jump scare on or off? <laughs> <laughs> we should. What, what, what are some of the funny games? I mean, uh, the original Monkey Island was very funny. Yeah, those are those are funny. It's got a certain uh, uh, kind of wholesome. Sometimes they don't. Like, I feel like I'll play Psychonauts, and there are misses. Yeah, Psychonauts is hit and miss. It has its moments, though. When it's funny, it's really funny. Yeah, I, Earthbound's funny. Earthbound is very funny. Earthbound's genuinely funny. Uh, your dad is a phone in the credits. Because <laughs> you never see him. That game's genuinely funny. Also, how Buzz Buzz dies in the opening. Ah, oh, man. Buzz Buzz is like a, a powerful psychic warrior able to kill Starman and then somebody swats him because he's a bee. Uh, uh, this is kind of the easy one, but South the South Park game's really funny. Yeah, thank, uh, all of them are pretty yeah. good. Maybe yeah. not the N64 shooter. Yeah, yeah but uh, the fractured butthole. Oh, hey, come on. I get it. Come on, that's good. Mostly I just want to talk about good jokes in uh, West of Loathing again because goddamn, I love the jokes that, in that That's game. a funny game. Cactus Bill. I, I, I found a screenshot in my screenshots folder where you're at a medical tent and uh, your character says, this must be the math tent because it's a cross, <laughs> like the red cross. <laughs> Uh, that's funny yeah frog fractions all the frog fractions there's like two of them but you have to like find them they're like hidden in other <laughs> games the chaos that happens in games with good sim uh systems uh you know like uh spelunky or like oh, rim, like rim world that, dwarf fortress that, like you can have moments that are genuinely funny out of like the systems clashing in a silly way yeah, yeah, there's definitely, uh, I've been playing a lot of FTL again recently. FTL yeah. is a very funny game uh, with the way that things go wrong. Yeah. Man, yeah, I want to, I wish I, like, I might spend more time. I want to, like, collect a list of the fu- of funny games. Uh, yeah, what else is actually funny? Like, yeah, well, what's, like, something where, like, someone's in, because, like, it's not the same thing. It's, like, it's not, not this, Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not Borderlands. Um, but there is, uh, I mean, there there are occasional missions in borderlands that i think are funny but it's definitely yeah they'll, they'll have their moments yeah i mean to be i mean my taste is obscure though so it's never going to be those like triple a like i, I figure I, anything that's like i also don't necessarily like oh align with super amazing wagon adventure oh i don't know what that is that is a it looks like an atari game and it's oregon trail but it's a scrolling shooter <laughs> and one of the first choices it, it's uh broken up by <laughs> yeah it's it's incredible Oh, that's great. Um, that that's one where you, when you get to your first river, you can choose to ford the river or jump it. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's a great game. Yeah. What other games are funny? I I feel like this is an important list yeah. to assemble. Adult Swim games probably has to have a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Battleship so, Brigade's probably funny. What, was it like sixty seconds to kill yourself? Yeah, <laughs> that one's great. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, I have a game. Robert, on my- Duck game's funny. That game's good. Um, I have a game on my playdate called um, Super Corporate Tax Evader. Yeah. Stanley Parable's very funny. Stan- yeah, that is a good one. That's that's great. That's a good choice. Uh, Stanley Parable's super funny. I think because it's a good, it's a bunch of the writers from like Firewatch and stuff, but the writing in Half-Life Alex is frequently very funny. Yeah. Russell I, is a great comedic character. I mean, I... It probably, I would guess, I haven't replayed it, and I'm guessing it has this mission, it's, it's misses, but I bet Portal 2 has some good hits. Portal 2's hysterical. I, yeah, right? It's, I it's mean, they pro- both are. Yeah, the Portal games are probably funny. Like, those, 
though these those guys you also mentioned used to have like a comedy website right that was like somewhat it's like a somewhat silly it's eric walpole so it's yeah. old man murray uh so you could speaking of their games uh what's the uh super not super crate box maybe it is super crate box that it's the game where it's Tetris, but it's just crates three across and they don't come in shapes. And as, as you do it, you start getting the unreal style, like uh, multi-kill call outs where it's like <laughs> Kratologist. <laughs> it's, it's uh man, old man Murray back in the day. That's funny stuff. Oh, here's one uh, that no one, except I'm the only one who's played it. This is a game I've only played because I was looking into programming for a bit. And so I was like looking at like art. I was like trying to see if I could like merge art with it a little bit, which I'm still interested in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so there's a lot of communities that will just like shit post is people posting their creative projects, but no one engages. It's just people posting. Yeah. Our podcasting does that. Yeah. 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 It's like, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff like that, but there's one game that I saw it's, you know, Wordle, mm-hmm. but it was called Wario Duel. And uh, every day the answer is Wario. Okay, great. <laughs> I like that. I love it. <laughs> uh, Wario Inc. is kind of funny, actually. It's uh, War- WarioWare is funny. It, it Absolutely. Get, yeah. WarioWare Inc. can be can hit 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 the hit the mark uh there's certain games in the mario franchises that are really funny um yeah uh, paper mario yeah dude paper mario is super funny yeah honestly any, I mean, we've been going for a while so we yeah i probably... think we might have to end it but hey any listeners if you've got a funny game send it at uh now you're playing at gmail.com <laughs> that's that's not our <laughs> wait no is that our website i, I have no idea i have no idea it's mail at now you're playing.com you're with an e is that the magazine? Yeah, it's the magazine. All right, what, what are we rating? Uh, Muppets Christmas specials. Do we like the John Denver one? Do we like Muppet Christmas I've Carol? Only, or do we like the 80s one? I've only seen the, the one that does the Scrooge thing. Oh, yeah, the Michael Caine Muppet Christmas Carol. That nah. was great. Uh, okay, that cool. That one's amazing. So we just rate... Just rate that? <laughs> That and the movie Elf. All right. So it's like Muppet Christmas Carol, Elf, and Die Hard. I've not seen Die Hard. Oh, that's right. You haven't. But that's a great Christmas movie. Right? I, I'm starting to understand why people say it's not a Christmas movie now. So, Oh, really? Is it? Because it's, it's just set in Christmas time. Really? That's the only connection? Exactly. I had some friends who were watching The Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, and they said it holds up. <laughs> oh, and I was really? like, yeah. And I was like, ah, maybe... Uh, maybe, and I started watching it and I was eating food while watching it and just, there's so much like burping and farts and stuff like that. Yeah. I just couldn't watch it while I was eating. So I stopped. That sounds terrible. I, on a whim, I, everyone looks gross. Let's just talk about this for a little bit longer and we won't rate anything because I think this is a good conversation. What? Maybe it's not. Just talk about Christmas stuff. (laughs) Cause I, I was about to say. I'm cool. Let's not rate anything. Let's uh, talk about Christmas. We're gonna rate. Yeah, let's talk about Christmas memories. The like Christmas or, media, or we could rate Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, I was gonna talk about the '88 Muppet Christmas special, but you know, what? fuck I, it. Let's rate. Let's rate <laughs> holidays. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's ha- Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Yeah. Are we rating how we feel about them now, or like our whole lives? From like, the perspective of ten-year-old you, yeah, okay, that's very, how that's do you very feel different. about ten-year-old me? Uh, is going to give Christmas a ten? Oh yeah, uh, give Halloween a nine. Okay, I love Halloween. I Halloween's my favorite aesthetic. I like this. I like fun, spooky 
I like that you could play RuneScape and play a Halloween quest. I, I just like right. I like when all your video games will like bring out Halloween quests they have to do. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and I like pumpkins. Thanksgiving gets a four out of ten for me. I don't like th- I don't like Thanksgiving food. Yeah, I've almost somewhat bored. I, it's it's a lot of just me eating food I don't like, then pretending to sleep so I can just get out of there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so I think for for young me, I gotta go ten for Christmas. Boom. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, that holiday hovers over you like the sort of Damocles. It's great. It like can't happen fast enough, and it's it seems to take forever. I for, wonder for, what like a ten year old kid. Christmas is gonna be like when you have kids. Like, does it yeah. become a ten again? Because I feel like as an adult, Christmas is no longer a ten for me. No, no, Christmas is not a ten anymore. I think Halloween. I'm gonna have to give a ten. <laughs> That's fair because uh, Halloween is. You're hanging is, out with your friends, right? Yeah, it's it's spooks spooktober, baby. Yeah. And then also, like you you Have get to spectacular Halloween. It's spectacular, <laughs> and it's a it's a little scary, but it's also really fun. Yeah. And more importantly, in Texas, there's a decent chance it'll actually be not miserably hot outside. Oh during, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, the first cute. glimpse of fall. It's like actually. Do you like haunted houses? Like going to a haunted house? I love even now. Um, Have you gone as like a, like in the recent years, like Halloween time comes around, go to an LA haunted house. Oh, LA is the best at haunted houses. I fucking bet. I need to, I I haven't done it yet. Halloween horror nights is like such well-produced like haunted houses. Damn. And they're all like licensed, you know? So it's like legitimately amazing. Uh, and they're super fun. And I don't know, Halloween Horror Nights rules. There's a bunch of you know, haunted hayride. There, there's a bunch of pop-up. Yeah. Like stuff that's slightly scarier because it's not big and corporate. So they're allowed to fuck with you more. Yeah. Um, although it's not like <laughs> that that haunted house thing in New York where you have to sign a release that they can touch you and they like strap you to chairs and make <laughs> you climb into bed next to naked old men and stuff. <laughs> It's, it's not so it's it's still okay i would be down to do that to be honest yeah that sounds super fucked up um and then thanksgiving i'm gonna give a 10 um because <laughs> really <laughs> yeah because it's delicious and uh you get pretty much that whole time off and uh maybe you get to go even as a 10 year old so you you just do you think you're just like rating being a 10 year old as a 10 no because you can't like leave whenever you want like if you're you know if you're at home and you're like man i could i want to go smoke some cigarettes at a pool hall yeah, uh, with my friend uh, Maurice, you can't just leave. You can't buy cigarettes when you're ten. You can't go to a pool yeah. hall when you're ten. You can't do all that stuff when you're twenty-two. See if I if I go sneaking off to smoke cigarettes during Thanksgiving, that that would up it up for me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, with the right family, it's just like, man, I got to get out here and and Uncle Uncle Pinwheel is outside smoking a cigar, and he'll he'll light your cig and <laughs> hang out with you and talk to you about like betting on. Do you sports feel like you Vegas. have like a fun excited family? Like, do you enjoy? Mm, the cousins are fun. Like okay. my my generation, yeah. I'm super fond of everybody, and it's a whole range of people who are alternately cool and super strange. That's nice. See, that's, see the problem with me is I have no one my age. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Wait, don't you have brothers? You have like five brothers. I have like one brother or two brothers, but like uh like. Normally, it's just one brother at the thing, so like it'll uh, be just me and him, and it's just like we're, we're both just like we're both like what are we, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> we're the only one remotely our age, and then my grandpa's just gonna say, "How's how's Holly weird?" 
<laughs> hey, that's fantastic. <laughs> which, which honestly can be funny, but how's <laughs> such a dad joke? <laughs> Real sick, buddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the podcast where we talk at length about anime and then occasionally a little bit yeah, about Nintendo yeah. Power. <laughs> yeah, it's not even, it's not a Nintendo Power uh, podcast. Let's check point. out Gunbuster. I think we did a better job this uh, this episode setting stuff up. Yeah, I no. We did that. We're passing the Pikachu. It's all, it's all thing. We're passing the Pikachu. <laughs> and let's leave it at that. Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyoureplaying.com. That's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. <laughs>